It's that time of the month again where we take the time to reflect on the media we put inside our eyeballs during the previous month. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Mike Friends podcast, a bonus episode. It's the media we consumed last month, February edition. I'm Connor. I'm Harry. Hello. I didn't have that all written down. It's fine. Can I just say, very, very strong opener. Didn't flow as much as I wanted it to, but I didn't just write it. So. Yeah, but I think you carried it very well. I think you managed yeah. to, you got it into a good peak and then you managed to kind of let it flow towards the end. Do you know what else I carry well? What? This podcast. I'll get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, My back know. hurts from carrying this podcast. Um, Hello, welcome back. It's February. It's March, but we're talking about February. Yeah, it's, well, for you guys, it's Friday. I didn't know Friday was a month. No, I meant the day, the day this comes out. That's true. It is Friday. Yeah. How's your and weekend, I'm... Connor? You're now a year. You're I... a year older now. Yes, a whole year older. A whole year passed for me in a week. It was weird. Time <laughs> flows differently here. Um, I am older, but I don't know how I feel because I'm not. <laughs> you got to pretend that you I have got, all this extra to... hair that I didn't have before, though, which is weird. You got. You got to keep up the illusion. Life is an illusion. Happiness oh. is an illusion. Um, no, that's not what this podcast is about. Okay. So, um, there's a few things we can get. We got. We got to talk. We can talk through this about what happened last month. Like this, uh, to give you uh, a hints, uh, a hint for at least one thing that will come uh, in this episode, which is I think we both would have forgotten about had I not looked at my notes. Is that the finale for Book of Boba Fett was in February? Holy shit! So we're going to talk about that. You know what? Um, I can add that because I was really struggling with my TV list, so I can actually add that. Thank you. Very I have much. like not two TV shows, so it doesn't matter really. It's just what's your things. list consist of for this month? Because mine's mainly films. Um, I didn't watch that many films last month. Oh, like, okay. In total, like I only watched. I mean, I rewatched like equal to what I watched. So okay. Like, um, like you were saying, we'll talk about the book of Boba Fett for sure. Yeah, um, but no, there there are things. There are things I haven't I haven't read anything like a full thing that I finished or anything. So mm. I don't know where you are on that. You've read something? No, I mean a book or a not, graphic novel. Not really. I started. Fuck, I mean, if you started I... it, you can't talk about it. No, have I read anything <laughs> this month? Fuck. I didn't even read any news this month. I have no idea what's going, what's been going on. No, I think the world's absolutely fine <laughs> as far as I know. Um, um. <laughs> it's far from okay. It's it's anyway. Well, what should we start with? Let's just let's just crack on. Let's just get I mean, into it. I'll go. Have you paid it? Because we started with this last time, and I will say this time, keep it a bit shorter. Because when we talked about games last time, you spent a lot of time talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. True. True. <laughs> Um, but did you play anything to completion? Not to completion. No, I'm still playing through. Um, well, a replay of Jedi Fallen Order on the Fair Xbox enough. currently. Um, Fair I mean, there's games I want to play, but a lot of them aren't out yet. I think the next game I probably complete will be um, Lego Star Wars when that comes out. Probably. I mean, not for me because I'm going to wait until I've got a PS5. How about you? Have you played any games at all, let alone completion? I finished the second DLC for Pokemon Sword. Oh, how was that? I believe I did that last month. Yeah, it would have been, because this month hasn't been going for very long. No, right, um, not the second week, first week. But the second DLC is 
there's nothing really to do in it except just it's like oh here is a here is a, an area where you can go and do all these little things to find loads of legendaries that are now suddenly in the game mm. and i just thought fine i'll do that it doesn't matter i'll just get it done i paid for it so i better as well do it yeah exactly um that's all right it's all right to be able to say i have all these legendary pokemon i would do nothing with them they would just sit in this box as you know this as pieces of digital files that will do nothing ever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, feel like. I don't even use legendary Pokemon in my main teams, like because they're just they're so boring. Mm. It's like, ooh, a Pokemon that's special. Fuck off. <laughs> I want to build relationships with Pokemon that aren't special and make them special. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Swordick. Kind of, but even Bulbasaur is reference. not special Pokemon. Oh, yeah, Swordick was, uh, for people who won't know this, like everyone listening probably, um, way back when we tried to do a Pokemon Nuzlocke uh, that um, only stopped because I lost all the files. Yeah. Um, I lost the save data. Um, yeah. Uh, and we named our Bulbasaur Swordick because we are a real original. Um, I mean, that is an original joke, but it's also just really bad. But it was oh, yeah, fine. Okay. I now have a Bulbasaur plushie that I we, we called Swordick, and he sits behind me good um but yes uh even though even bulbasaur is like a pokemon that i would consider boring because it's a starter pokemon so it's one that i like it when it's like oh i wouldn't expect to have this pokemon in my team whereas with a bulbasaur you choose it like <laughs> at the beginning yeah of the game. yeah that's true like i do have a play for at the moment that has a bulbasaur but i only chose chose that because of necessity yeah um but yeah uh no like that's one of my favorite. When I replay old Pokemon games, I'm I'm like happy enough to just drop my starter Pokemon as soon as I find a Pokemon that can replace it. Yeah. I'm just like I spent. I've I've used. I I know the starter Pokemon too well. I don't know this one, or whatever it is. Yeah, no, that's like, fair. When I did a playthrough of Fire Red, and I I dropped my Blastoise in the end for a Lapras, which was so much more efficient. Mm. Just so much more efficient. Um. And then I also completed the story of Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game for PS. Oh, nice! What do you think of the story? It's alright. I think it wraps up really, really quickly, and it's a bit random. But and I think yeah, there's gaps in it. But I do feel like it goes from from it starts off quite slowly, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like big man bomb done. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, it, it introduces you into it. I mean, you it doesn't it doesn't like try to be like. At least, I mean, there's no point because it's a sequel to a game we've already played. But it's like, you're already Spider-Man. He's already got uh, able to just swing through the city and do everything at a pace that normal Spider-Man does. Yeah. So that's all right. Um, Story-wise, I feel like while people say, oh, it's not a spin-off, it's a main main game, it doesn't feel like there's enough for it to be a main game. No, I I I always... (sighs) But... It's so hard because it like, is a main the game. Quite quick. If you were to do just the story, you'd get it done in a couple of hours. Oh yeah, you could do it in one sitting easily. But like, I like to do all the side stuff. So. Yeah, no. I think oh, it's so hard because it is technically a main game, but at the same time, it does feel more of a. It feels more of an Uncharted Lost Legacy, if that makes sense. Like when that came out. Yeah, um, I think the good thing about it mainly is that it's a different power set in terms of with Miles having his. Yeah, really enjoy the power set it does, to be fair. Um, and it, what it does most best is, like, sets up the next game in terms of not with story-wise. I mean, there is a little thing in there that is story-wise setting up the next game. Mm. but More their dynamic, I guess. 
more well not even that dynamic like we don't see a lot of their dynamic because peter parker's not there for half for, mo- for almost all of the story he just bookends it mm. um i meant more the fact that we know there's two spider-men we know they have different similar like similar abilities for the most part but then miles has these extra abilities so you know it sets up that aspect yeah i'll be very interested to see the system in spider-man 2 like how you play system but i wonder how it will differentiate like your yeah in terms of not differentiate but how you'll switch between them like is it going to be like an optional thing is there going to be certain missions you have to play as obviously i imagine there will be like certain missions you have to play as certain spider-man but like who's going to take which spider-man is it going to make you play as the most or whatever yeah which i don't know i wonder how it's going to do it could entirely be a choice based thing not like completely well yeah it could be you know different different spider-men have different variations of the story like i could say to you i don't think that in that sense i just think it could be um like if you're if if the if you're going into a like uh, a story thing and it's like both both spider-men are there it gives you like the option of which one to play as or something like that Mm. maybe it is like a, a matter of you do you do do something different to what you would have done if you did it the other way but basically it's always i think because it's a story-based game the way it is it will always lead to the same outcome yeah um and i wonder if they'll do anything they probably won't but if they did anything like multiplayer with it i mean i think it would be nice but yeah i don't see it happening i also don't want that like (laughs) as much as that would be it'll be like interesting because it's like oh that means there's two of you swinging around a spider-man um which would be fun but then it's also i want to just sit and experience the story yeah, I want to experience it in my own time, kind of by myself. And obviously, it feels like in a, obviously in the next game we know we're getting Craven, we know we're getting Venom. Yep. Probably some variation of the Green Goblin. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how it's going to go. Maybe even Carnage. Mm, I don't think they do Carnage and in the same one they introduce Venom. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe that's more of a third game. If they, I mean, even I don't know. Would you? I wouldn't. I potentially wouldn't. I potentially. What's the word? Personally, that's the word. <laughs> I personally wouldn't want to see them do Venom and then do Carnage. Like it's the same character, except Carnage is angrier. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like, so if they did do a third game, which that's we're talking like that would be like five years away from now. Longer than that. Pro- I mean, most likely the next one's what kind of is meant is scheduled for next year or the year after uh 2023 so next year yeah fair enough um so yeah i think then and i'm saying five years from now oh sorry yeah i mean yeah okay. the first one came out in 2018 yes yeah. so yeah i mean probably but it could be longer who knows who knows we'll see what happens i'm excited um, but it. yeah i played i played spider-man <laughs> Oh, nice, man. It's good. It's good. Very decent. It's just, it's just fun. I like, I like the power, the power, um, fantasy of just beating the shit out of people with Spider-Man. Yeah, I do really enjoy Miles' power, um, setup. I think it's really, really cool. It's very, ex- it makes fights feel more explosive. Yeah, yeah, packs a punch. Which is fun. And I feel like it did try to make, because, I mean, you only, what, you only have two bosses really in the game that you go against 
uh, Rhino, Rhino and, and um, Tingra. Yeah. Um. So it does. In terms of that, they felt easier, I would say, than the bosses in the first Spider-Man one. Like, yeah, I definitely found the first Spider-Man bosses a lot harder. Had some tougher moments in them. Yeah. Especially when they were teaming up. Yes. But like, they, I wouldn't say there was too much difficulty because they're very—they're not meant to be, really. <laughs> if you're no. playing on a harder difficulty, they're more difficult because then it's just like a couple of hits and you're dead. But like, that's that—that's not really the boss is difficult. That's just they've just made them stronger because the difficulty is harder. Yeah. If you were to compare it to a game like Elden Ring, where it's like the boss is difficult because they do all this complicated shit that you have to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that kind of boss. <laughs> it's it's just they're just gonna hit you. They're just gonna hit you. It just depends. How depending many, on the difficulty. Depends on how many hits you can take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that's fine. That's I'm alright with that. It's why I shy away from the games like uh, like Elden Ring and X because I just I don't have the time to try and learn a boss. I just want to beat the crap out of them. Yeah, it's also so long. No, it is. That's what those games are. They know what they are. <laughs> yeah. And they're successful as well, they are. Um, nice. So, yeah, that was games. Uh, any You got anything in the in the realm of music? Music? Oh, I've been listening... Um, I think I've already said it for last month, actually. I re-listened to the Spider-Man soundtrack again. I've been listening to the MCU soundtracks in general. Like, I've never really sat down and listened to them. Um, so I've been doing a bit of that. I'm, I've done phase one. Um, There's not. I mean, and when you say phase one, are you doing your version of phase one, or did you listen to the Incredible Hulk soundtrack? My version of phase one. So um, you didn't listen to the Incredible Hulk soundtrack, which no. is probably the best soundtrack in phase one. Oh, okay, I'll put that on my list. The Incredible Hulk soundtrack has so many good tracks. Okay. Like I could. I mean, not so many. Like maybe five. I could tell you. Yeah. I could even go to my go on my Spotify now, and I could tell you. Um, but yeah, I feel like most. I mean, the Iron Man two soundtrack is very boring. I quite like the Thor soundtrack. I'm not gonna lie. No, the Thor Thor has some good tracks. Like, I mean, that I prefer. I think I prefer Dark, the Dark World to the first one. But at least like yeah. the the like the I don't know what the track is called. Um, Earth to Asgard, that one. Yeah, I like. I do like in Thor the Dark World. I do like the the track they play during Frigga's funeral. I like that one. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called, but um, no, no, could I? I think that's it. on my list. Which and one was I looking at? Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and then I, yeah. I also listened to the because uh, I listen to Harry Potter soundtracks all the time, but I've never actually properly listened to both Fantastic Beast soundtracks. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've done the second one once or twice. Well, skimmed certain tracks, but I've never properly sat down and listened to them. Um, so I did those, and I, I quite like. I quite enjoyed. The soundtrack for the second one, um, by James Newton Howard. Howard, sorry. Um, but apart from that, not a lot else. What about yourself? Um, I say in a minute. I was gonna say with in the Fantastic Beast soundtracks, is there anything in there? Just, just, just. This is me asking, just to know. Mm. Is there anything in there that's like from the Harry Potter films? Um. Only at the... S- well... 
there's hints here and there in certain aspects like more in the first one there's there's you'll hear elements of Hedwig's theme for example um in the film but the kind of main kind of one that you definitively notice is when they do the title card because it starts off with Hedwig's theme and then goes into the Fantastic Beasts theme um but there, there's there's bits here and there but I'd say more in the first film than the second film the second film it makes it kind of does its own thing it's weird that that obviously that Hedwig's theme is obviously the theme for the Harry Potter series it's played at the beginning of every single film yeah but it, it's weird that it's Hedwig's theme <laughs> yeah I've always found that actually um but I guess that's just what John Williams did when he wrote it yeah which is like oh Hedwig's theme yeah fuck it why not that's the name of the owl in it <laughs> um or maybe because wasn't there like is it the first film or the second film where there's like a, a deleted scene with him just talking to Hedwig? Second one, isn't it? Yeah, because it's after he's spoken um, Parcel Tongue. Parcel Tongue. Yeah, okay. I'm just wondering if there's nothing specifically in the first film that is really Hedwig. No, it's more like... Um... But like, even that theme does play when there's male as well. So I guess... It, it's, I don't know. It's in, it's I'm in, trying to. I'm just trying to think of George, uh, John Williams's thought process for how he would have called. Why he would have called it Hedwig's theme. Yeah. Or maybe that's just what the producers called it. I don't know. Um, thematically, um, that theme doesn't belong in Fantastic Beasts, uh, in my opinion. I can. I can see why they use it because, um, from a from a marketing point of view, and from like a nostalgia, because it, it hits your nostalgia when you're like, oh, that's Harry Potter theme. I know what this is now. That kind of... I get it from that point of view. Thematically, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I can see why they use it in the first one. Like, I can see why they use it in both in terms of when you see the Warner Brothers logo and then it goes into the Fantastic Beasts theme because that's the kind of... the way it's been done. But I, oh, can, yeah. I can see why they use elements because it's very, very light. It's um, almost like a piano. You just hear the... Da, 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 but it'll be at a point where... Um, like, like newts using a certain type of magic from the Harry Potter series for the first time. It'll be when it's reminiscent. So I can see why they've done it for the first one, but I'm which, I'm personally which is... I'm happy they don't do it for the second one because I don't think I agree with you. I don't think it needs to be its own thing, which is why I prefer the second soundtrack to the first one because it yeah. kind of takes its own. It's I like that's there's an example of because um like what you were saying with how it's used for like oh in this moment when someone's doing something that is reminiscent of something that happened in the old films so mm. they play that music so you're like oh I get it um, yeah. that's technic. I think that's technically bad music editing for a film mm. and I think based on that that YouTuber I've shown you before, I've, I've sent to you, to you before like it's it is something that if you're but that's if you're main, mainly viewing the films like mu- uh, through, through a music point of view as well yeah like most most average moviegoers aren't focusing on the music. Um, no, because I think... But but if you are focusing on the music, and then it's like, yeah, thematically it doesn't make sense. Them- thematically it doesn't belong. That's just the person who's editing the music being like, I'm going to put that here. Yeah. Cause, um, because the person who's, who's watching this is going to hear that, see what's happening, and immediately associate those things. Yeah, it's like with the second Fantastic Beast film. I think the only time you hear it properly is when the very very first time it cuts to Hogwarts but that's when it, it kind of pans over 
mountains and hills and then it shows the castle and you see it and it kind of plays the music for about I don't know between 15-30 seconds and then you don't hear it again so yeah I can see where they do it for stuff like that but yeah it, need, it needs its own identity for sure it's, yeah because then, then it will become more of a people won't remember the tracks from Fantastic Beasts themselves they'll just remember the Harry Potter tracks that we use yeah so they'll be like, oh yeah, that track was played. I remember that track from that film, you know, thing. It's same, similar. They do it a lot in um, the uh, the sequels, for Star Wars. Yes. They yes, do yes, a lot yes. of just playing music when something's happening that's similar to something that's happened before, mm. like when Luke um, lifts the F the X wing out in episode in uh, episode nine. Yeah. Or the Yoda's theme plays, but because yeah. because but then it's like. So in that moment, is that Yoda's theme, or is it the theme for when Yoda lifted the X-wing out of the, out of the swamp? Like, what, what do you want the music to represent here? You just want it to be reminiscent of a moment. Yeah, like, you, just, you just want a fan service. Yeah, and it's um, also in episode eight with the with the Falcon chase on um, on Crate, it's the same music as uh, Return of the Jedi. No, it's the same music as um. Is it Return of the, the Jedi? No, no, New Hope. Yeah. Yeah, which I think makes is a makes a bit more sense because it's the that music is kind of the Falcons under attack. Like that's not a theme that's like played in a moment. That's not someone's theme, for example. Yeah, if it's a character theme, which will occur a lot, like Yoda, for example, Yoda's theme, and then it's mm. used in a moment where Yoda's not there. Yeah, and Yoda's not even being referred to. He's not being spoken about. It's just a moment. Where that's similar to what Yoda did. It's like, but it doesn't kind of quite belong. That, for example, is a is a piece of music that was used once in an action sequence thing, because that's the only time that piece of music is used in that film, and it's not Tie Fighter attack theme. Which, if it was, then thematically it makes sense because they're being attacked by Tie Fighters again. Yeah, true. Um, an example again. It's I. I the only can think of the episode nine examples right now. I'd have to rewatch episode eight to know um, if there are any other instances where they've done it. But um, when Lando and uh, Janna talk at the end, it plays the theme uh, Luke and Leia from episode six. Oh, okay. Which is meant to be the theme. It's just a piece of music that's played for Luke and Leia, and it kind of has hints. More hints of Leia's theme because Luke's theme is the main Star Wars theme, mm. um, and it has hints of that theme. But in those th- well, anyway, it's it's a it's a piece of music that's representative of Luke and Leia. Yeah. In that moment, uh, and it plays when Luke comes back in Episode Eight. Yep. Um, but then it's used when uh, Lando is talking to. Um, to Janna, who's obviously it's it's kind of revealed that she's his daughter. Yeah. So it's like, so weird. does this mu- is this piece of music now not Luke and Leia's pe- pe- music? Is it now family talking piece of music? Like it's you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do get it. And it yeah. is just that's not John Williams because John Williams would have written new music and been like, here's the music, blah 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 that I'm I want to I've written for the film. But then no, that's someone going over the cat like the the catalog and be like, oh, we'll use this piece of music here. Yeah, because that's a producer. I don't know. Doing it will make people think of that moment. Yeah, it's just weird. Like film music. I mean, it's you. It's done a lot, and I would only. I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't pay attention to any of that if I hadn't watched that guy's videos and I didn't have that understanding. Yeah, 
but it's like it yeah it's kind of i don't know just a bit it can be annoying yeah yeah i agree like even the the track that's used when the death star's about to explode is used in episode nine is it it's used um when they're light speed skipping and um, at the end, when they do the final light speed skip, um, it uses that piece of music for some reason. Oh, okay. Which is that, what are they trying to imply that they just killed themselves? <laughs> I don't remember episode nine. No, I only remember because of the videos I've watched. Like, I'm only all the examples I've said are from the videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except, I mean, your example obviously was I. I disproved that. <laughs> you did. You did very well. <laughs> And I didn't actually think about it. It's funny when I was like, oh, I could be the ti- if it's a tie fighter attack theme, it still works. <laughs> mm. um, but no, yeah, back. Oh, sorry, that was a a, tan- a tangerine again. Sorry. Um, sort of a tangerine. Yeah, we do too many tangerines, don't we? Um, mm. Quick note: We're never going to use the word tangent again. They are, they are now tangerines. They are now tangerines. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, the four tracks that are good from the Incredible Hulk soundtrack is the main title. Okay. Bruce goes home. Yep. Reunion. Right. Uh, and Bruce and Betty. Okay. Those are the tracks I like. I think I don't know which the I think it's there's another those are the, but those are just the tracks I like. But there's a theme in the soundtrack. Don't remember which one it is. It might be one of the ones I've just said. But it might be something different. Um it might even be the main theme. But there's a hint of um piano that is from the original The Incredible Hulk theme from the old TV show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. I think Hulk has a theme as well. Yeah. The, it is a long soundtrack, so it's not all great. Yeah. But there are some good soundtracks, good tracks. The Bruce and Betty track is incredible, I think. Okay, yeah, I'll give it a listen. Um, it's also worth rewatching that film. Yeah. And I mean that. I know you do. Because it is a good film. <laughs> I know you do. It's better than Thor. Fair. Fair. Um, in terms of... So, when I, when I talk music, I'm only going to mention... Because I listen to a lot of music. So, <laughs> I'm only going to mention albums that were released this year that I listened to. And I only listened to two in February. They were both released in February. Okay. So, the first one was... Arjen Anthony Lucassen's Star One. That's the name of the group. That whole thing. Arjen Anthony Lucassen is the artist. The project is Star One. The album is called Revel in Time. Um, He's um, the artist that did... I've spoken to you about it before. It did um, uh, a series of albums called Arian. Which is like concept albums. It's all story-based. They're all linked in some way to a month. I remember the conversation, yeah. Um his last album that came out, I think in 2020, maybe beginning of last year. Um, no, I think it was 2020. Um, wasn't great. Like it was a different story. It was part of the Aryans. It was under, the, it was released under the Aryan name, but it wasn't part of the Aryan story. Right. It was something different and it just didn't feel like any of those albums, anything that it felt very different from what he'd usually done. Yeah. And none of the songs were really memorable. It was more you'd have to listen to the whole album to get a story. And it's like, even that wasn't that interesting. Okay. Um, this recent album, I don't know if there is a story. but They're usually just kind of sci-fi inspired songs. Yeah. Um, 
but it felt so much more like an Aryan album. Oh, good. And I I loved it. It was great. Like, oh, I'd have to listen one. to it again, but like, yeah, I, I love his because he's got a very specific style. Like he uses the kind of instruments he uses in that, and the, the, his synthesizer sound is really good. Mm. Um, I don't think he does any singing. He's more the instrument. He'll write. He mostly he'll write the music, play guitar on some tracks, his synthesizer, and then has a lot of guest musicians. That's pretty much his thing. Oh, okay. Um, but it was really, it was really interesting, cool little kind of. I guess progressive metal album. Decent. I think it's progressive metal. Revel in time. There we go. Uh, album star one. Yeah, progressive metal. Um, and I like progressive metal. Um, and I also listened to the new album from per nearly sixty-year-old band Scorpions. How was that? Not great. Oh, not really? gonna lie. Nah, it's not great. Um, there's some tracks on there that are like oh this reminds me of like not even like early Scorpions like mid era Scorpions uh, because as a band that have been around since the 60s <laughs> yeah. they've gone through a big kind of musical life they're like they're so, there's a massive evolution across all their albums yeah like uh, there's a, like a couple of albums that you could say oh these are quite similar but then for the most part all, their entire sound just changes. Yeah, they're quite distinct. Um, and it, this feels very reminiscent of like their last album that came out uh, seven years ago. Fucking hell. Um, but there wasn't enough tracks on there that stood out to me. Like the first one of the early singles they released is all right, but I think I only like it because it's got like a, a memorable like hook. Right. Um, and then there's a track that really reminded me of like an old track, and I like that one a lot. But yeah, for the most part, it was just a pretty poor album. Just nothing, nothing really stood out. Well, that's just shame. Too much. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, it it could either it could also be a, a matter of my music taste has changed a bit much. I mean, yeah, possibly that could be. But yeah. Oh. Fair play, man. Even though. It's funny that it's got quite good reviews. Maybe it's your music taste then. So like, yeah, I'm like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. It just none of the, I listened to the track, like listened to the album while I was cleaning my room, and I was like, none of these tracks are standing out. Yeah, it always sucks when that happens. Um, so yeah, it could just be I'm just not interested in that band anymore and what they're singing about. I don't know, it's just not. It might just not be for you. I mean, I definitely still love their older stuff, so my music tastes can't have changed that much. <laughs> well, maybe there's them, them more current stuff you just you just don't really gel with. Yeah. Oh well, doesn't matter. It, it wasn't one of those things. Where I was like, oh, I'm so disappointed that this band that I've liked for so long has released a, like a poor album. I was just more like, ah, I wasn't expecting to really think much of it. It's like, yeah, I get you. I wasn't expecting it to connect with me like their previous stuff has. Yeah. But, it hurt more of Green Day when I was like, "This new album's okay," and then in, like within like a week, I was like, "This is actually pretty shit." Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I was just blinded at first, being like, "Oh, it's new Green Day stuff." Yeah, no, <laughs> it's fucking bad. Um, but okay, that's away from music and games and things we've read, which we are none. Um, <laughs> the, the Book of Boba Fett was a TV show that we both watched. It was, yeah. I take it this is kind of the only kind of TV we've both got. 
No, I've got other TV. Oh, fair play. Um, th- this is the one that will take the most time, I feel. I think, yeah, look, we've spoke about it on the main pod, but I think... We've spoke about, like, yeah, a little, little bit. We never went in-depth, which we're not going to go in-depth here. We would have done a full review if we were going to do that, but yeah, we decided not to do that. I think the fact we forgot about it says a lot. No, I didn't forget about it. I just forgot that it was February when the last episode was. Oh, yeah. The I last think... episode was February 1st. <laughs> Fuck no. Um, I, think... I think. No, it might later. But yeah, Karen? For me, I appreciated what... The... Looking back on it and having had time to think about it, I appreciated what the story was trying to tell um, with, Bo- with Boba and Fennec and... Um, kind of the flashback and I, I get why they did it I do like Boba as a character and I like Tamira Morrison I think he's a fucking great actor um, and I like Fennec Shan I mean, now when I think it's great um, the series I mean you know this at least in the first half just didn't gel with me very much like, I didn't I didn't get to the end of an episode and go oh wow that was or at least there was nothing memorable for me in the first half. That's what um, I wasn't the biggest fan of. But then towards the second half, I started to enjoy it a lot more. And then obviously, are we spoiling this? Um, Should we say spoiler free? Uh, it's Star Wars. And if you really love Star Wars, you would have seen it all already. You can spoil it. Okay, cool. I just wanted to get, I wanted to make sure it was right. Um, and then obviously, when Mando started appearing... And all those characters, I did start to, to enjoy it a lot more. But maybe that's because, you know, I'm more. I was more of a Mando fan of that show. I, it's it's very hard because I want. I really wanted to like really love it, um, and I wanted to be surprised by it. Connor knows I wasn't the biggest fan of the show going in. I didn't really I, when they first announced it. I was a bit like, eh, all right, I, whatever. But I think. Because I've seen other people mention this uh, as a reason for why the show maybe wasn't as well received, and I think what I could maybe, pim- what might, what at least you might not realize it, but I could now that because I've seen it from that point of view, I can probably tell you what it is. Mm. Um, when there was only talks about a Boba Fett thing, you weren't really excited about it because you never really, you never really enjoyed the character as much as say I did. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. And even then, I didn't really enjoy the character that much. I just wanted to see more of him. I was like, oh, let's get this cool Boba Fett character. And I... We didn't get that with this show, which is fine. Um, I like I like the version of Boba Fett we got in this show as well, either way. But mm. the point that I think hurt the show for a lot of people, especially people like you who weren't looking forward to the Boba Fett thing initially anyway, yeah, is his introduction into The Mandalorian is so good. It was. It was when yeah. he shows up in that episode, and he's just destroying those stormtroopers. Like, you know, you, you know, yeah, you know what? When he turned up in the Mandalorian, sorry to interrupt. When he turned up in the Mandalorian, I was, I was like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah, this is. Like when you first see him in the kind of shot, you know, at the end of the episode one, I was like, oh shit, that's Boba Fett. At the same time, I was a bit like, eh, all right, whatever. But then when he turns up in, like you said, in that in the the main episode, he first turns up in with yeah. Fennec, and he and he's just fucking going for it i was like okay yeah this is something i can get behind this is oh yeah this is this is fucking sick Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, which is obviously that's down to um, Robert Rodriguez, really, because he that there wasn't that fight wasn't supposed to be what it was. Like they they kind of changed it during the production, mm. and it became more of what it you know it became what it became. And like everybody was like, oh my god, this is Boba Fett. This is what Boba Fett show is going to be, and then it wasn't that like the show wasn't that at all but i could i maybe it's either they didn't know what to do with the character in the end or they are kind of still setting up for more future star wars stuff yeah where uh, where boba fett's going to not be a crime lord per se but like have that influence maybe it yeah Um, it very much i mean you'll probably disagree but for me it felt very much like it was two different shows like the first half was a boba fett show but the second half wasn't. Even though, you know, when they got Mando, for example, and he was there to help Boba with what he had to do, it didn't feel... Like, you could have called it absolutely anything else and it would have stuck. Like, it didn't It didn't then feel solely Boba Fett. Is that, does that make... I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, in this point, there's, there's... Literally, there's two episodes that are just Mandalorian-focused, really. Yeah, um, he becomes a side character in his own show. He's he's only in one of those episodes, and it's very brief. Yeah, he has like one line. Yeah, so for those two episodes, it does just shift focus away, and then in the last episode, it's back on him, which I I don't mind too much in the grand scheme of it. Like I think I still think as a sh- overall as a story, it's it it still tells what it wants to tell, and it but it's it, it also feels like maybe. They wanted to keep it to a certain amount of episodes, but they maybe wrote too much content, and then they cut a lot, maybe. Yeah, possibly. But I don't know. I don't know that for sure. Obviously, it could just be a matter of they didn't write enough. Um, yeah. But I think there's lots of little bits in there that are really interesting, especially like with episode two, with the stuff with the with the Sam people. Mm. Um. But then that's just gone in the next episode. Yeah, and it, it just... comes back in the last episode, like yeah, in terms of you know the the you get the closure for it. It just felt like it struggled on what to focus on. At I didn't mind like the flashback stuff, like that. I felt was all right, like, and I felt that was I felt like that made sense for how they did the episodes as well. And obviously, it was it was he was having that he was only having the flashbacks while he was still healing, and once he's full healed, he doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. Um. And there's a lot of little things in there that I've just thrown in, and then you're kind of like, is this going to be more, or is it not? Like, with the, the two huts that show up. Yep. They just show up, be like, oh, we're threatening. They try to have him killed with Chrysanthemum, and then they're like, oh, no, now we're good. We're going to leave because we don't want to get involved in this gang war. Yeah. Um. It does... The reason why people obviously think it's a lot of setup as well is because in Season 7 of The Clone Wars, we see the Pikes quite heavily. During right, okay. uh, the Ahsoka four episodes, yeah, like the four that are focused on her and that her friends, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've seen any of season seven. No, not yet, but I, no. I know of the episode you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, at the time, the Pikes are under the control of Darth Maul. Yeah. So, there's hints to that kind of stuff. Now it's still going on, obviously. So if that and that, because that's Dave Filoni doing that, and it's Dave Filoni as part of this. It does then make you think, oh, is this all kind of building to something, something new? 
because also that stuff is also related to the Man- Mandalorian stuff because obviously Darth Maul was in, in charge of Mandalore. Shit, yeah, of course. For a while. So there are lots of little elements in here that are like, oh, is this all going to connect at some point? Mm. Um, but it does feel like, yeah, they went to make a Bo- Boba Fett show and it didn't feel like that. Yeah, it just, um, yeah as much i still enjoy it as as a star wars story like you know i was like okay it's still a star wars thing that isn't terrible like i didn't come away from it hating it or like there weren't any moments in it where i like this was really bad there was that one episode that where it was with that really bad chase and i was just like this is a bit yeah that great yeah like i didn't think it was terrible that still had a couple of good things in it i think every episode had something but what's the thing i didn't come away from it hating it like you i just didn't just didn't think anything of it. Like I think I I loved episode four, but you could argue that was the Mandalorian season three. Not, do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, yeah, it it was it was a shame because he did you know, especially for those two episodes, he became a side character in his own show and 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 as much as I loved episode four, especially, I would have. It would have been better for the show if they had folk just purely focused on Bubba. Do you but mean episode five? Episode five, sorry, yeah, but then Episode four is good. I liked episode four. <laughs> um But yeah, it's oh, it's such a weird one, I think. Um yeah, I'm the same as you. I didn't come out hating it. I just didn't think a lot of it, unfortunately. Yeah, I was just something Star Wars why's my the sound waves on my thing are being really weird. Are you getting any sort of weird feedback on your end from me? No, you sound normal. That's weird. I think it might be. I don't know what's going on. Some every now and then, I'm getting like there's something on the on the sound waves, but hmm. I don't know what's going on. Um, but no, yeah, Book of Boba Fett. It was I liked it. Like as a, as a Star Wars thing, um, could have been better. Could have been worse. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, I liked stuff it did at the end of the series as well. Like you know, I, I mean, especially in episode six when you see um obviously you've you've seen enough of clone wars to know the character of cad bane yeah i did like seeing him to be fair um and i still just that it's funny because um obviously in the moment i didn't think about it but then i've seen it since like so almost every single star wars fan specifically people who have seen clone wars um as soon as it cuts away from Cobb vanth and you see just the tiniest silhouette in the distance everybody was like it's Cad Bane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like collectively, you could probably hear the Star Wars fans all go, "That's Cad Bane." <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was that moment where, like, I sat for, I was just watching it in bed, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Cad Bane." <laughs> yeah, I'm, and that I'm... episode already gave you Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka and you know all that stuff. Yeah, that was a good episode. And then, like, it's funny that to come out of that episode, like, the thing that I think left the biggest impact on a lot of Star Wars fans was it was Cad Bane. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy seeing him. Um, and that was yeah, that was good. And I like I enjoyed the finale a lot, even though I've seen a lot of people didn't. I really liked the finale actually. It's you kind know of, what? I really it, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was torn. Like, but a lot of people were like, it was bad. But I liked it. I thought it was fine. I just had fun with it. Like that last episode, yeah. just a lot of fun. It was Bobber and Mando just fucking going for it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I appreciate it. it's just you know it's just a an all out action finale. I'm I'm fine with that. Hmm. 
I mean, it wasn't. It was just a lot of r- running away and all of them standing behind one thing. But I guess that's because the the restrictions of using just the volume to film in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why maybe doing some more sets would have been better. Yeah, I'm glad like, they're doing more sets for Kenobi and Andor. That's for sure. A bit of yeah, a bit more variety rather than just the um the volume. I mean, there's there are the the volume is still obviously sets, but it's like smaller area. Yeah. So they can only show like few bits at a time and but no yeah otherwise i, I like i like book of Boba Fett, you know thumbs up yeah <laughs> um did you watch any other it, tv or did you, sorry did you finish any other tv i i don't know when i i don't know if i spoke about it last month um but I, and i don't know when i finished it but ted lasso i don't know if i already spoke about that i feel like you have but i don't know if okay, it was on skip. this bonus one though doesn't matter it's it's a good show there you go done so, um it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Season fifteen was added to net, uh, Netflix in February, so I obviously watched it in February. Yes, I'm halfway through. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is always good. There's some really funny moments, and sometimes it's not always. I mean, it's. I don't know. I think it's. It's the fifteenth season, so like, there's going to be a little bit of a repetitiveness. Yeah, but otherwise, I still really enjoyed it. I just, I'd need to watch it again, because I don't think I've got any sort of really memorable moments at the moment. Yeah, I think... Um, I really liked the first episode, which is where... I was going to say that, recapping It shows all their, how they were involved in the um, election and stuff like that. Yeah, I really like, I thought all of that, that stuff was really funny, and as you see it kind of being pieced together for, like, you know, with the stuff with, like, the hair dye and that. Yeah. <laughs> and when they're all, like... Um, our guy didn't get it, and at the end, it's like, oh, everyone, loads of people are sad that Trump didn't win. They're like, Trump? No, we're talking about Kanye. <laughs> I was just, I was like, I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was a good, it was a good, um, it's a good show, like, all around, really. It's just so chill. Weirdly. I mean, <laughs> it's not, but if, if, you, if you have that kind of humour, it's easy to stick on. Yeah. And it's not necessarily having the humor; it's having the ability to understand that these people are terrible. And yeah, they're not trying to. The creators of the show way. know it. Like they're not. Yeah. They're saying they they are saying, "Oh, isn't it funny how bad these people are?" It is, but they also these people don't never get, you know, anything positive. Yeah, like, they there's... there's never like, Char- Charlie is always after the waitress, and like he they never get they do get together obviously at that point, but it's and not it even then. Shit. It's like it's not what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's one that comes to mind is there's that Christmas episode because it almost feels like oh, when they do get the the stuff they want you're like oh that's nice and then they get it taken away and you're like no they deserve that yeah 100% because that's the thing and even the credits like you watch it in the show they do not get redeemed there is no no, no there's no they, redemption for they these don't characters. want them to be redemption this is literally them going no these are terrible people and they're going to do terrible things and enjoy doing it yeah yeah <laughs> It's, it's unhinged. It's, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. It's one of those shows where when you first start it, you're like, okay, what's this going to be? And then like, as you get into like season two and three, you're like, oh God, this is incredible. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, there's 15 seasons? <laughs> Let's go. Um, I also watched all the Hitmonkey. How I couldn't get into that. I liked it a lot, actually. I think okay. I think it was really good. Yeah. Um. Maybe I'll give it another go because I, think... I only watched episode one and I just I don't know. I oh no, yeah, no, don't, you need to. Yeah, episode one is all set up, and then right, okay. So episode two, it definitely picks up. 
Like, okay. well, the whole series, I think it definitely picks up. I, I really liked it in the end. Okay. It's funny. It's got some action. It's got a monkey. A hit monkey. It's got Jason Sudeikis playing a ghost. Nice. A spirit. So, you know. Yeah, I liked it. It's a good show. Um, I don't know if they've if there's any confirmation of a season two yet. No, I don't know. Cause I think it's Hulu more than Disney. No, it is, I mean, it, I mean, it's Marvel, <laughs> but it's yeah. on Hulu. I mean, I hope. It's, I mean, I'm sure there will be a season two. Um. Yeah, because there was like, yeah, it's very apparently it was very faithful to the Hitmonkey comics and stuff like that. So people liked that. Um, I don't know if there is anything. There's nothing saying about a season two at the moment, but I'm sure they will be able to do one if they've had a good story for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if people likes it, I mean, a lot of people did. It got really good reviews. Okay, then yeah, I probably will get a season two at some point. We will have to wait and see. Because it does some, it does some stuff that kind of sets up for a possible sequel. So, yeah, most um, shows do we'll nowadays. See. Yeah, I mean, everything tries to, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then I also watched two seasons of Atl- Atlanta. How was that? That's good. I think the first se- I enjoyed the first season more than the second season, even though a lot of people say the second season's better. Right. Okay. What did you watch um, on? But I, hmm? uh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Um. It's obviously an FX thing, so they rotate the FX stuff a lot. Yeah. It's like it's on there. Some it'll be on there for a few months and then it'll be gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I liked it. I liked it. Um. It's a really good show. Uh, you know. Obviously, it's. Donald Glover, um, Brian Tyree Henry, Zazie Beats, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, it's a fucking brilliant cast. Yeah. Um, no, it's a really good show. It's really... There's a lot of humour in it, and then the second season has some more, like... Tries to... It's doing some different things. Yeah. Um, and apparently the second season they had, like going into making the second season, there was more of like a theme idea for a whole thing. Oh, okay. In terms of each episode kind of follow, has this, a similar, th- like different themes, but one kind of underlying theme. Mm. And apparently the main theme for the season, season two was like the, f- uh, the feeling of being trapped. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, and there's a lot of episodes that I would say kind of, they get that point across. And it was only when I read that, I was like, Oh wait, okay. Thematically, this is incredible. <laughs> oh yeah, like season good. two is really good thematically. I just, it, I just didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah, but I could appreciate what it was, what it doing. was doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's one episode specifically there where because it splits up the main cast quite a bit, they don't spend as much time, little, like little, very little time together. Okay. Um, and it, I, I think it ends really well. The season, uh, season three is about to start being released. Yeah, I don't I'm sure know. they released a trailer the other day. I don't know about when it would be on Disney Plus and stuff like that, obviously. Cause they might do it week not... by week. Um, I don't know if it's being released via Disney Plus or if it's being released via something else. Uh... Um, but, yeah, no, I liked it. Um, and Donald Glover's also said that season four will be the end. So Yeah, I saw that. And apparently he wanted to end it at season two. <laughs> Fucking hell. So... Yeah, two more seasons. Um, broadcast. Um, I think it's just going to be on FX, so it probably won't be put online. 
because FX is obviously still a channel. <laughs> yeah. Um, in America, more not in this country as much. Um, I think it, this country. I don't know what it's broadcast on in this country. To be fair, I don't know actually. Uh, I no. think it might have been BBC Two at one point. I think it was on the iPlayer at one point. Yeah, I remember I that. remember it being on there. So maybe that's they'll do a deal with them or something like that. Yeah, who possibly. Knows? Who knows? We'll find out in the future. But let's move on to Flims. Yeah, I was going to say, because I didn't really... Unless you watched any other series. Well, nothing I've really completed, because... I mean... Oh, thing, yeah. The, the, the thing I've... Well... The show I've been really going back to, I guess I've completed series, but, but I wouldn't say it's one that you can be like, oh, I've watched this and everyone should watch it. I've been watching a lot of Family Guy still because <laughs> I've been kind of getting home from work quite quite drained. So I want to stick something on that can, you, yeah. you, you're familiar with and you know you can just enjoy it. So like in the past month I've done probably seasons 14, 15 and 16 and now I'm on 17. So do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's so easy to have my dinner, lay in bed I and mean, just stick it on. My example of that is I've just been watching well when I'm when I'm doing stuff around the house I've just been watching um, episodes of The Simpsons on Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I haven't got anything else. I usually watch a lot of YouTube, but like if there's nothing on there that's really I really want to watch or anything like that, I'll just be like, oh, I need something to watch. And for a while it was like uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and that, but now it's The Simpsons. Yeah, and I've been watching. That's kind of what Malcolm in the Middle was for me as well, though. But like, yeah, I guess that's my. That's... Because to be fair, I started rewatching Family Guy last year from series one, so I've I've been I doing it do that. in order. Um, there was a lot of series one I, I didn't enjoy. To be fair, but season no, it's a very it's a very different show then. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've been watching like I watch. This is more YouTube, but I watched um, Auntie Donna's um, Live at the End more series. Mm. So obviously they've got the live show, which is an hour, and then they've got a series of like. 10 shorter videos of different sketches from the same show but a, mm-hmm. oh, I guess a different version so I watched all, I've been watching a lot of that and a lot of their back catalogue which I, I know me and you spoke about the other day yeah um, but yeah TV, TV wise I'm just struggling to get into it at the moment um, the, like yeah, this the new sh- shows are weird because it's like you don't it's, it's about committing all your time to something yeah it's different it's different with a film so like I saw a few more films this month because, you know, me and Maddie will make a goal once a week to go to the cinema because it's like, you know, it's a night out. But with TV, I don't know, it's just, I've got so many things that I'm watching, but enough, but whenever I go to put it on, I'm just like, I just don't fancy it. It's a weird one. There's shows this month that I'm, def- that I'm really excited about, so my March recap will be a lot better than my February yeah. recap so far, that's for sure. I think my March will be better for films, even though I've only watched two so far. Yeah. Um, but I'm planned. I mean, I need to try and watch some more things. So, film films. There's, I mean, for example, there's only there's two films out this week that I want to watch. What are they? Um, Turning Red. Oh, that's this week. Yes. And uh, the Adam Project. Oh fuck! That's this week as well. Yeah, both on Friday. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'm excited. For and I have a new album out on Friday that I'm going to listen to. Uh, my, my album. No, <laughs> uh, no, there's an album from a band I like that's being released this Friday, and it's one that I'm going to listen to as soon as it's released. Oh, no. Is it Dream Theater? No, Ghost. Dream Theater already released a new album. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, last year. 
Um, and then two years ago, before that, they were, they've been quite quick with the albums hmm. recently. Um, but do yeah, you, so do films. you want to start with films, or do you want me to start with the with the films? Um, I will say we're going to talk about one film together last, Uncharted. But um, I feel like we're going to have very different opinions on that. I feel like we're going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> other than that, I only watched three other films. Like, and I rewatched some stuff that I can mention. But like, um, what have you got? You go first. So um, we watched. I'll talk about my rewatch ones first. Um, because well, for Maddie it was the very first time. For me, it was the first time since they were released. Uh, we watched Fantastic Beasts one and two because we did all the Harry Potters, and then we saw Cursed Child, so we did Fantastic Beasts, and she had never seen them before, so we did those. And I enjoyed Fantastic Beasts a lot more on this kind of rewatch, maybe because I'd given it such a long time. Um, but oh yeah, I really really enjoyed it. But in terms of new things. Um, we went to go see Jackass Forever um, in cinema because we were just we just fancied we just fancied a bit of a laugh to be completely honest and it's you you watch it and they're all fucking stupid and they're all just trying to get killed it's like it's funny and it was it was good and they had some new cast members but you can tell that it's it's really affected them because, like, the old cast they are the reason you go to see it. Like, you're going to watch it to watch Johnny Knoxville or Steve O do these stupid things. Um, but you don't get a lot of that. It's mainly the new cast doing it and the old cast just kind of standing around watching. You get a couple of good ones, like, of like Johnny Knoxville does, like, one big one towards the end that gave, gives him, like, sends him to hospital, basically. But, um,. Yeah, it is, it is a lot of fun, though. It's very, very quick. It's like an hour and 20. Um, and it just kind of... Like, all of them kind of end on a musical number, but this just kind of stops. Considering it's going to be their last one as well, it just kind of peters off. Um, mm-hmm. And the only other big thing I watched was... Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's on Netflix. It's called The Tinder Swindler. Oh, yeah, that documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about it's about two hours long, just a bit over, um, and I won't I won't say too much because I I think it's one of those documentaries you really need to go and watch because it's extremely interesting, but it's also it's extremely infuriating from all aspects. Because um, long story short, it's about a guy who cons multiple women out of a lot of money, and you hear from free central women. Um, who he kind of affected the most and you hear kind of their stories and how they intertwine and it's it's really really interesting and really eye-opening um and it's it, as a documentary it's 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 great um but yeah you just you just watch it and you just get absolutely infuriated both at what he's doing and then you do that typical oh you shouldn't have done that why have you done why have you agreed to do that but then you know in that situation i'm sure any of us would have done it so yeah, I, that was very good. But that's kind of the main. They're probably the main. Well, I had three, but my other one we're going to talk about last together. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I've uh, that's what I've been up to. Fair enough. How about you? Um, I watched uh, the tragedy of Macbeth, which I did mention on the main podcast at some point. I think 
Yeah, you said it was um, alright, but you didn't say it was amazing. No, I thought, I think it was. It's the it's the out of like three versions of the Macbeth story I've seen. It's the one I liked the most. Well, the other version see? being the one that Fast came Bender. out. The Fassbender, which is just so boring, and then um, whenever the Simpsons did it, <laughs> um, which is recently actually, it's something I think another show must have done it then. Either way, I've now I've seen versions of Macbeth done in other like you know as parodies basically. Yeah. Because um, I always need a story. Well, no, actually, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, I've always known the story because I learned it in school. But um, yeah, I don't typically enjoy Shakespeare. Um, That's fair. It's very hit and miss. And. The the other version, which was directed by Justin Kurzel, um, that came out in twenty, I want to say sixteen. It was the same t- around the same time as Assassin's Creed because it's the same two main cast members and the same director. Oh um, shit! Yeah. Uh, it just was boring, and I just felt like they were just reciting Shakespeare at me while in environments. Um, <laughs> nice. Whereas this film, it felt a bit more fantastical a little bit and it was like it was black and white which i think the other one was as well um, was it was it um it's done in three? like yes yeah, four four three um and it's funny because it's directed by joel cohen and so you expect like it's not like other cohen brothers movies yeah but i really liked it i think denzel washington's great nominate for an oscar for it yeah true um it's francis mcdormand been nominated as well I want to say she has, but I don't know for certain. I think she has. She gets so many nominations. She won last year. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, she... For, for um... Nomadland. I was straight up about to say Eternals. <laughs> I was about to say free fucking billboards, so don't worry about it. No, that's what she won for before. Yeah. Um, Francis McDormand winning again? No, not for this. Um, It was a really good film. I think the thing that I liked most about it was the visuals. Okay, because um, it, it was quite a like visually stunning film, um, with very little like in terms of there wasn't like loads happening, right? But the shots were just very well composed and that and like yeah it was it was interesting. I think the woman who plays um, I don't remember her name, but in the fifth Harry Potter film, the old woman that's like keeping an eye on him for Dumbledore. Oh, um, Mrs. Fig. Yeah, I think she, the actress for her is in it. Oh, okay. As the witch, as the witches. Oh, nice. Um, that obviously Macbeth gets his prophecy from. Yeah. Um, let me look that up to be sure. But yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I thought it was yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good take on the story, and I feel like it's, it's not very long. So, it's quite a brisk watch. It's an hour, an hour. It's a hundred and five minutes. It's an hour and forty minutes long, which isn't long really. No, 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 no. Um, so it's, yeah, it's quite brisk. Um, let me. Yeah, it is the same actress, uh, Catherine Hunter. Oh, decent. Um, yeah, and then it's got. I think it's got. It's got a good cast like Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, Corey Hawkins, who um, played Doctor Dre in. Yep. Straight Outta Compton, Harry Melling, who obviously is um, Dudley. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, along with Mrs. Fig, who finds him and, yeah. Um, then you've got um, Mad-Eye Moody's in it, Brendan Gleeson. Nice. Um, and some others. That I, Stephen Root. I forgot about Stephen Root being in it. He was in an episode of Book of Boba Fett as well, right? Stephen Root? Yeah. you. He's one of those actors that you recognise every, like, every time you see him in something. Oh, okay. But like you don't know his name. 
always. Yeah, he was in Book of Boba Fett. He played the guy who's selling water and he's complaining about the um the gangs. Oh yeah. But he's been in a few things. Like if you looked him up like and saw a picture of him, like you'd recognise him, I think. No, yeah, I remember I remember you talking about in terms of the episode. Really? (laughs) I don't remember that. Because he's when they first Um, come up to when you first see the bike again. I don't no, he's there. I don't remember talking about him. He's in Dodgeball as well. Stephen Stephen Root, just look him up. Not Groot. <laughs> no, Root. R-O-O-T, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I recognise him. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, Tragedy Macbeth, good film. Um, good take on the story of Macbeth. Oh, good. Uh, I also watched Munich, The Edge of War. I still need to watch that. It's a nice little espionage story. Um, I, I originally going, it's kind of sold to you like it's a true event story. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. Yeah. It's based on a book uh, that's just a fictional story, um, so that kind of I think that took takes away from it a little bit. Okay. Because when you see war stories, you expect them to be based on true stories, don't you? Yeah. Like you you rarely get war stories that are fictional, like especially World War Two and that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not very often you'll get a fictional war story nowadays. I mean, I guess the. The boy in the striped pajamas is fictional. Yeah, I mean, no, but a lot, a lot. Is the pianist if, fictional? It, it might be fictional in terms of the characters, but it usually pulls off real events, like nineteen seventeen. Oh no, yeah, but no, yeah, I have like no, obviously, I mean, World War Two is a real event. Yes, you are right. Thank you. No, the pianist <laughs> is based on a real is based on a true story, like true events that happened to this some guy. Hmm. Um, I only remember seeing parts of that film in school. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, it's it's an interesting little little uh, story. Um, Munich, The Edge of War. Okay. Not Munich, the film by Steven Spielberg. No. <laughs> um, Netflix, new Netflix film. Jeremy Irons is decent in it. George McKay, as always, is good. Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, seeing him in, I've, well, I've seen him in three things now. One of them was, what's that film called? Um, oh, what's it called? The True History of the Kelly Gang, which isn't a very good film. Yeah, I did hear very good things about that. Um, also directed by Justin Kurzel. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, no, it was alright. It's good. It's alright. Um, and then and the, the the last film that I watched that was new, as in what one I haven't seen before, was a film I was very excited for last year and never got a chance to see. Uh, the French Dispatch. Oh, okay. What do you think? It's so good. It's such a good film. Yeah, I loved it. It's on, it is on my list, actually. I just haven't watched it yet. How many Wes Anderson films have you seen? Probably none. <laughs> I think I've seen Fantastic it's... Mr. Fox. Yeah. Um, Very good I f- film. I think that's it. Um, what His films are Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, The Darjeeling Limited, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Isle of Dogs and the French Dispatch. Yeah, no, just one. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I, don't, I can't say for sure if there's like an introductory point for his films because he's he's got a very specific style of filmmaking. Obviously, you say you've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. Even that is a, it's it's a Wes Anderson film all over. Yeah. Like it's it. His style of filmmaking is it's simplistic, but it's not. 
Like there's okay. always so much going on, but in terms of like he always uses like very static camera work. Yeah. Um I think you'd enjoy like Isle of Dogs, which is yeah. another one of his it's a stop motion animated film, like the, uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Grand Budapest Hotel is also on my list. Yeah, that's one I, I watched I haven't s I didn't enjoy that as much when I first saw it because I did also the first time I saw it was after watching The Oscars right? The Oscars where yeah. it was nominated. Um, and it was six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and I'd yeah, been up all fair. night. So I was like, "I'm going to watch this. I'm not enjoying this because I need to sleep." <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. So I will rewatch it. I want to watch all of his films though, because I like. I want to see, because like I said, he has got a specific style of filmmaking, mm. where it's like you watch the film, you're like, "No, this is a Wes Anderson film." Um, and with the French Dispatch, there was a lot of like. I saw some people saying that um, some people thought it was a bit story was a bit confusing. Which I don't get why people thought that. Okay. Because when I'm watching, I'm like, this isn't confusing. It's not like really twisty, but it's because it's like kind of like a series of vignettes. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, like newspaper clippings, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean, what it is, it's it's basically it's it's an it's an issue of the magazine they write for. Right. But presented, but you see it visually, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um. Because each each segment starts with like the title and telling you what pages it is. Right. Okay. Um. And it's no. It's I. I loved it. Um. I think the act. There's so many, like. Owen Wilson, Benicio del Toro, Tony Rivolori, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, Leah Sedu, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Christoph Waltz, Jeffrey Wright, Lee Schreiber, um, Willem Dafoe, Rupert Friend, um, Henry Winkler, uh. Edward Norton, Saoirse Ronan, Bill Murray, Elizabeth Moss, Jason Schwartzman, like, just to name a few. Yeah, a fucking stupidly sized cast. And what's... No, it's a huge cast. And the best thing about it is not a single one of them feels like they're overstepping. Okay. They serve the story perfectly, because some of them are barely in it. Mm. But they serve the story perfectly. Like, Tony Revolori basically does nothing, but he's... I loved his appearance, what he did in it. Oh, good. Because he just plays a young version of Benicio, Benicio de Toro. Nice. <laughs> like, this, the stuff that he... You should watch it. You really should. The stuff that, um, that Wes Anderson does with his films, and it's just... I don't know. I, I get such an enjoyment out of the films of his I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I'll try and give it a go this week, maybe. Um, And it's one of those films where, because I was waiting for it for a while, I was like, am I going to like it? And I was starting to hear a bit of things about it. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be for me then. I watched it, I was like, no, this is... This is incredible. Yeah, I've only, <laughs> heard, I've only heard good things, to be fair. Like, I enjoyed it so much. Um, in terms of things I rewatched, I rewatched A New Hope. Nice. Which is a good film, as oh, we know. Of course. Um, I rewatched The Clone Wars movie, which isn't a good film. No, but good single but episodes. I don't, even think it, I don't even think they would have been good episodes of the series, but I think it serves to show what the series is, but I feel like it doesn't work as a no. film at all. Yeah, no, yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, the rest of this Clone Wars is amazing, as we all know. Of course. Um, and I also rewatched Inception. So fucking good. Which, yeah, I loved it a lot more than I did the first time I watched it. Oh, so good. Which I didn't. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, that was a film that I watched. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. I don't know. I don't remember. It was a few years ago. Yeah, it's my favourite Nolan film. Uh, my favourite Nolan film I've rewatched this month. 
That's fair. The, the Dark Knight. Oh, wait, I also rewatched Tenet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is alright. I think it went down rewatching it. It's a good film, like, in the moment, kind of like watching it in the cinema. Mm. Sitting down and watching it at home doesn't have the same feeling. No, yeah, I agree. It's also fun. It is good to have subtitles on so you can actually hear, like, the dialogue. Even I feel like the dialogue on the Blu ray you can hear anyway better than you could in the cinema. Yeah. Um, it's funny that the word tenant is said like six times in the film. Tenant. When, when you're in the cinema, you literally only hear it the first time it's said. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But it's said so many times because it's obviously used as a, like it's a code word mm. that everyone uses when they talk to each other. And I was like, oh wait, there's people saying it like, oh the tenants of this, and it's like, oh wait, it's there. <laughs> I am the protagonist. And it's it's just a like good little spy story from Nolan. I'm looking forward to his next film, even though it's more of a historical story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. Oppenheimer with a fantastic cast. Fucking stupidly good. Um, but yeah, other than that, the last thing I rewatched was uh, Uncharted. Come on then, let's 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 have a quick let's have a quick chat about it. I I mean it. It's you didn't it's, like it, did you? It's not that I didn't like it. I think I had enjoyment with it. Yeah. Um, but I, as as an uncharted an adaptation, I would wanted more. I wanted better. So, for me, I really enjoyed it because my expectations, I think, were so low. Um. It's no surprise to Connor, and I've, I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, but Uncharted 4... No surprise that you like bad films. Yeah. No, so you're Unchart- right there. Un- that. Un- thanks, mate. <laughs> Uncharted 4 is one of my favourite games of all time. Uh, the Uncharted Same series. Yep. Uncharted series yeah. I, I love. I went into yep. this film very low expectations. Oh, when I went into it, I remember looking at Maddie and saying, the thing I mainly want from this is I just want an hour and a half of escapism, and I just want an adventure flick that I can just sit and enjoy and I walked out going yeah I, I, that ticked the box for me as an Uncharted adaptation I I very much appreciated what it was doing because it wasn't it wasn't trying to be the games which I appreciate um, because if it was just trying to be the games then what would be the point of making the film I I liked the easter eggs and the kind of the little hints that so you got like the naughty dog logo at the in in the briefcase and um the the statue that um drake steals from sully's house is uh from uncharted 2 but i enjoyed those little bits and pieces and seeing him in his full get up and and um and kind of the the the, the stars and the, and the cameos and etc so i enjoyed all of that and i i really enjoyed um, Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake, to be honest, I thought he embodied the character quite well and brought I, his kind of own take to it. Yeah, I personally couldn't detach from the fact that it's Tom Holland, like because he's been so rammed down our throats in the past few years. Yeah, that's fair. I think Tom Holland's very talented, and I really like him as Spider-Man, and I really liked him in that film, The Devil All the Time. Yeah, but I couldn't differentiate with this because I feel like it was just—I don't know—the energy he brought to it wasn't quite. What I was hoping for. No, that's fair. That's and fair. And I, I couldn't detach from the fact that it was Tom Holland and not Nate. Like the fact I couldn't get too 
like it was meant to be Nathan Drake, and I couldn't get into that. I didn't. I don't know. I don't find him believable as Nathan Drake personally. No, I, I mean, I did think that was bad casting, uh, but I get why they cast him. Yeah, and I mean, I had this conversation. They're not what... just the same. Sorry, I was just saying, not just for the star name in terms. Of, I mean, I can see why they would look at Tom Holland and be like, "Oh, young Nathan Drake, he could do it." Because um, I think he can do it. It's just I think it's me personally. I couldn't detach from the fact that it was Tom Holland because I think he did a good job in the film. I just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, for me, it was it was just Tom Holland playing generic action hero with the same name as Nathan Drake. Yeah, and I mean, like I was talking to people at work, I know some people that have the same opinion. I mean, that's completely fair. It's like each their own, and it's like I said, like for me personally, um, I really enjoyed him as Nathan Drake. I could maybe because my expectation, I don't, I don't know what it was. I just, I just, I liked him as Nathan Drake. I, I like the fact that Nathan Drake in this film, especially wasn't very good at kind of, he, he held his own very well in like a fight situation i mean he's never he, really very good anyway <laughs> no but that's the that's what i like like it, yeah he stayed faithful in that club because like when he's when he's in a fight he's literally just trying to hold his own and hope for the best he's not trying to and if he tries to do something impressive it goes wrong and i mm. and it's the same in the games and i really enjoyed that aspect i think for yeah me, no, of course for me the bits i didn't like was didn't care at all about the villain. The villain. I cared more about the the actual treasure than the villain. Um, well, the treasure was just generic gold. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, and in but, terms of yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That was just a very poorly written like antagonist who wasn't really doing anything. Except yeah, I just like, didn't. This is about my father's legacy. Yeah, sorry, just Antonio didn't Banderas. Sh- <laughs> just didn't give a shit. And then also, he just gets killed. Uh, I mean, spoilers. He just gets killed by the 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 girl in the end. Yeah. And I, um, which I guess is similar to what happened in Uncharted 1. Yeah, and I mean, I like the fact it sets up Uncharted 1 as a as a sequel. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Um, I like... Well, let me talk about one if... thing. Let me, let me talk about... Before I talk about one thing I really liked, quickly. Let me quickly mention Mark Wahlberg. I didn't like him as Sully because he wasn't Sully. But I no, liked, that's the, that's, I liked he, him. I yeah. liked him if he was a, if it was just that that if it if they called him something else, and they said it was based off that kind of relationship, they just doing their own thing. In that aspect, I liked it. If that makes sense. Do you know what? It would have would have been interesting. What? Because this film, the one thing this film does do is it does rewrite Nate and Sully's meeting. Yes. If it had been a different character completely, I feel like that could have worked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause I like because I because but then because it what it does come down to is that the filmmakers didn't care enough to get an accurate portrayal of a character that is beloved by the game, like fans of the games. Mm. They didn't care enough, and that's why they were like, "Oh, let's just get Mark Wahlberg to play Sully," because it's not the same character in any sense other than the name. Yeah, I say even the way he acts is different. Hundred percent. Like. I think the only. Does, time... I mean, obviously, not not because of, I'm not saying like the voice and like Nate Mark Wahlberg brings as much energy to this as he brings to Transformers, which is none. Um, I, I was trying to think of some some funny simile I could have made, but I, th- I didn't think of one on the spot. No, um, but it was terrible. Like in terms of this was just Mark Wahlberg showing up on the day and doing the job and going home. Like, yeah, whereas I feel like Tom Holland, and you know what he, I want to say as well, he, Sophia Ali who plays Chloe, I enjoyed. Um, yeah, she was alright. I don't. I still. I didn't think she was quite right for the role as well. But then that's obviously not 
still you know struggling to detach from the games a little bit maybe i think um, that's a big i think that's a big problem as well i think people are having is people and me especially trying to compare it too much to the games yeah but then of course you're and going you to these these films aren't made for oh but it's a bit weird because all the, the films need to kind of get to a bigger audience obviously so it, yeah. it, that's why adaptations fail a lot because it's like who are they making it for are they making it for fans of the games or are they making it for generic moviegoers and i think this film knows it's trying to just be a generic moviegoer kind of popcorn flick yeah um and i think it does succeed at doing that because i know a lot of audiences have enjoyed it yeah which you know i'm not i don't like i don't think it's a bad film i think it's a bad adaptation and me as a fan of the games didn't enjoy it because that's how i was going into the film not really i mean not really because obviously i knew it wasn't going to be good like in terms of not that it, not I knew it wasn't going to be what I wanted it to be. Yeah, that's, um, and that's it was, fair. So, like I like for you, I didn't go with it with many expectations, but I still went in as a critical film goer, and I still see what some of the things it did poorly. Mm. Um, and I didn't find it all that interesting, but there were, I still had a. It was one of those films where I had enough fun with it. Yeah, to be fair, I saw it twice. Um. I couldn't have done that. <laughs> I just really enjoyed um, it. I just had such a great time. I'll watch it again when it appears online for free, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get the DVD, I think. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just had a great time. The one thing I loved, and if we're talking spoilers, I feel like we should mention it. Um, I loved the Nolan North cameo. Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was just I a mean, nice very, little very thing. Very forced, but yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I'm glad he got a form of cameo. Do you know what would have made the? Do you know what would have, what would have made this film irredeemable for me? What? As if Troy Baker got a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he didn't. To be fair, um, it's funny because we talk about him as if he's done something really, really bad, but he's just a bit of a dick. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just, just not the biggest. And you've fan. met him. <laughs> and like, he was, to be fair to him, absolutely lovely bloke when I met him. Really nice to have time to talk and I mean, yeah, he's gonna be answer nice my questions fans. about Last of Us and all that. And, yeah. Um, I think he's had amazing performances. But yeah, I'm just. It's but do you know why he was nice to you? Why? Because you were there to see him. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm sure. I'm sure he's all right, like with fans and that. I mean, which is good. I mean, if he's good with fans, that's good. It's just anything I've seen him in, like specifically when he did the retro replay stuff. Mm. He just seemed a bit too up his own ass, and yeah, I just couldn't I enjoy him. And the way he used to put down Nolan North for his bad like ability at the games, and then when he's on the controller, he he was also very 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 bad. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's like, mate, you can't criticize Nolan North, who Nolan like concentrates as well. He's like, I- I'm gonna learn this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Troy is just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, yeah, with with the the film's all right. It's it's a fun film to watch. I mean. It, it could get a sequel probably. It probably will if it makes enough money. Oh no, it, yeah, it, I think it will. I think it yeah. did okay. I don't know what numbers it's looking at now, especially with like films that have come out since, like the Batman, for example. It's really going to take the box office. Two hundred seventy-one million from a hundred twenty million budget. Maybe enough to push a sequel. Maybe not. I think you'll probably get one. Let's be honest. 
film received mixed reviews from critics, praise for Holland's performance, but criticism for the screenplay, casting, and lack of originality, drawing unfavourable comparisons to the video games. Which about right. I think it does just feel like... It didn't... That's another thing. It's like the, 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 the adventure stuff, you know, the explorer stuff wasn't enough. Mm. Like, I would have loved to have seen, like... I know it, it would probably be something they would do if they did if they did get a sequel... But I would have loved to have seen something like the big old um, fucking, like, some big old complicated puzzle they have to figure out. Yeah, 100%. Like, the only puzzle they really got was this, turn this thing a certain direction. Oh no, that's the wrong direction. Turn it the other way. Oh, it's done. It's good. Let's go. Yeah. And then obviously, I did like the fact that some of the, you know, when 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 Mark Wahlberg playing a character with the name of Sully. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start calling him Sino, which is Sully in name only. Nice. Um, when he was playing Sino and walking around the top, and they're like underground, I liked that bit and how they had to like both do their bits so they could get out. That mm. that's interesting. That's very un- Uncharted-y, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Um, but like, yeah, for the most part, it wasn't all that. And then I feel like the, you can tell the games that this game, this one was look looking at the most was the third and fourth. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because one, Sam. Mm-hmm. And two, the plane. the the, um, the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did like also the coal the uh, the um the uh, the uh, what's it called? What's it called when a when the film's where it starts halfway starts through the story and it back. goes back to the beginning? What's yeah. that called again? I can't remember what it's called, but it's very reminiscent of the fourth and the second game. I used to know what that was called. Um. Well, what is it? I'm gonna have to look it up. What is it called when a film starts halfway through and then goes back to the beginning? In media res. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Um. In media res, which I think it just means in the middle of. <laughs> yeah. I literally think that is Latin for in the middle of. Um. My favourite moment of the entire film was just when he when he puts on the um the little gun holster and the music, then Nathan Drake's theme basically booms through the speakers. <laughs> like, yeah, I did love that. Bit. It's like <laughs> cranks it up to eleven. <laughs> yeah, I do really like And I was that. like I even went to my mum and was just like, That's his signature look from the games. <laughs> oh, I'll say the same to Maddie, yeah. <laughs> and when Nolan North was on screen, I was like, That's Nolan North who played Nathan Drake in the games. Yeah, I had the biggest smile on my face. It was nice, yeah. I mean, I liked seeing him. It was a bit. <laughs> it is so random, but like, yeah. But yeah, um, it was nice. It was a nice little moment. It's funny because <laughs> I don't, because obviously, when you're seeing it in like the cinema with with just a bunch of randos, you're wondering like, I wonder if anyone knows who that is. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like we're sitting there, like this is not only is he Nathan Drake, but one of the like biggest voices in video games. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like this was Desmond. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Oh fucking hell, yeah, he was. <laughs> this um, was Tony Stark in the Avengers game that was really, really bad. So bad. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was fine. It was, it was, like I said, just a fun popcorn movie. But other than that, didn't leave any everlasting impact on me. That's yeah, I loved it. <laughs> um, but... Which I think. I, I can't. I'm sorry to those five different writers that it had. Seriously, it couldn't just have one writer that could get a good story. It had to be five mm. that couldn't do did a mediocre story. <laughs> um, 
Mr. Peer, have you got any? Have you got anything else? No. Fair, fair, fair. Um, except, at least we're getting a good video game movie adaptation soon. Sonic Two. Yes, boy. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm so excited for Sonic Two because I didn't expect to like the first one, let alone enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm very like, excited because that wasn't one of those ones where it's like, oh, that's just a fun going movie. I really like Sonic. Like, it's it's got bad elements, but like, I really liked it. It is a good film. And um, the uh, the new one looks good. I've only I haven't I've only seen bits and pieces, but I know there was like a I think it was like a sh- was it I think it was the um, Super Bowl trailer that had like a glimpse of like a giant eggbot thing. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, it looks like one of the ones from the game. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it does look very, very good. <laughs> Can't wait for the next film to have introduced the Death Egg. Death Egg. Which is which is just the Death Star in the shape of Dr. Robotnik's head. Nice. <laughs> I was also saying, I don't know if I said this to you or if I said that to Kyle, um, but they should do a Shadow of the Hedgehog um, film. Okay. But uh, before they introduce, but they, they can introduce him in a Sonic thing. But they should do a film first. But it should be uh, rated R, and he should have guns like he does did in that game. Nice. Because <laughs> there's a Shadow the Hedgehog game where you use a handgun and machine guns and stuff. Yeah. And it's like it's not a good game, but <laughs> but <laughs> I just remember seeing the trailers and it's like I'm Shadow the Hedgehog and I've got guns. Sonic runs. I have guns. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd love them to do like because they've got obviously they've got Paramount Plus. Yep. So they could do like a series, like a little Shadow the Hedgehog with Guns, the series. I mean, that's what it's going to be called, Shadow the Hedgehog with Guns, the series. Uh, it's a good name. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how far they would be able to go with this Sonic stuff, and if they'd be able to introduce some of the more obscure characters from the um, from the games, like Big the Cat. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Or his girlfriend, Amy. Oh, shit, yeah. Or um, some of the, the many other characters. Metal Sonic, maybe. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting to see what they do in the future. Yeah, I look forward to it. Because I wonder if this film will be the one that, if they do Super Sonic, or if that'll be in the next one. Maybe the next one? Who knows? Super Sonic. Sonic going Super Saiyan. This one does introduce the Chaos Emeralds, though, so... Or at least introduces one, so I guess it could be the next one where they'll be like, oh, there's more Chaos Emeralds, and once Sonic gets them all, he can go Super Saiyan. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. It's going to be good. And it's not long to wait either. Less than a month. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Comes out the same day as Morbius. Mm. Can't wait for Morbius. Let's move on. Look forward to May when we're talking about Morbius. Hooray! Actually, we're gonna do we're gonna do a full series of three special podcast episodes just talking about Morbius. Fucking hell. <laughs> we're gonna break the film into three episodes. Yeah, the first episode we'll be talking about just Jared Leto. Yep. The second episode we'll be talking about um, Tyrese. How uh, we're talking about how it connects to the rest of the Spider-Man stuff because I have no fucking clue what they're doing with the. <laughs> I don't think they know either. Let's be honest. Um, and then the third episode we'll actually review the film. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. Morbius. Morbius. To steal something from Funhouse, mount up for Morbius. Mount up for Morbius. <laughs> um. But yeah, other than that, there was nothing else to talk about. I love that our bonus episodes are longer than the main episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, this one's gone on for quite a while, hasn't it? So did the last one. Oh. The last bonus episode, because there's a lot to talk about. You yeah, were talking exactly. about a whole month. Exactly. What more do you want from us? 
Yeah, a whole 28-day month. It's the shortest month. Yeah, exactly. Imagine what next one's going to be like. I don't know. We'll have to find out. We might. We'll find out somehow. Well, look, we, as always, we uh. absolutely love the... <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. As always, we love the fact that you are tuning in and listening. Thank you so much. Please get in touch. We are on all forms of social media. Uh, we are two smoking microphones on everything. Um, you can also email in two smoking microphones pod at gmail.com. And we also have our own personal Twitters. Connor's is at Connor Jordan underscore 96. And I'm Harry Young Edits on Twitter as well. We hope you've enjoyed <coughs> our, our little our bonus episode for this month. We will be back yeah. on Monday with a brand new episode. So look forward brand to new, that. With a brand new swag. Brand new swag. Um, um, and we hope you're all doing okay. And in the mighty words of, uh, of He-Man, Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? What he said. Do you remember that meme? No. You don't? Not off the top of my head. Oh my god. I'm going to send it to you. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>